This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right guys welcome back into the go 247 podcast i am glenn west senior writer here at the site uh joined as always by dylan sanders but uh, Dylan, we got a fresh face to introduce today. Uh, our uh, our newest writer here at the site, podcast extraordinaire Bryce Kuhn, uh, has just uh, joined us here at Go Two Four Seven. We're super excited to have Bryce uh, join us here. He's going to really help us grow out the podcast and video network. He's going to help us out with the uh, with team coverage, whether it's you know football, baseball, recruiting. You know, he's going to be on top of all of it, you know, we're going to start remotely with Bryce, you know, he and his wife are still figuring some stuff out in Georgia, but we're hoping to get them in here uh, into Baton Rouge and fit, uh, fit in here with the culture as quick as possible. But uh, with that, Bryce, I'll turn it over to you for a quick intro and then we got a a pretty good game to talk about, but just, uh, yeah, just talk about your journey here and how you got to us. Yeah. Well, I'll say this the first time uh, I was told before I can enter Louisiana, I have to burn all Atlanta Falcons gear. Uh, coming from around Atlanta. So that is not allowed to come with me uh, down in Louisiana. I will not be met well with that. No, look, really appreciate you guys um, and excited to be a part of this. Uh, look, I mean, it's an opportunity to cover SEC and especially a program like LSU uh, is a dream for me. It's a really cool opportunity to success, not only the football program, when a great game we're going to talk about today, but also I think uh, just athletics as a whole. This is one of the more well-rounded athletic programs in the country. And so that's a really exciting thing to talk about. So, yeah, I'm from Columbus, Georgia originally. I uh, spent really the entirety of my life in Georgia. Uh, so grew up around the SEC, grew up watching, obviously, a lot of LSU stuff, uh, being kind of an SEC guy. Uh, got my coverage started with 24-7 uh, with Georgia State, actually uh, covering a little Sunbelt, little little hashtag Funbelt stuff, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then moved over to the Georgia Tech side of things for the past three years. 
Uh, and that's been a ton of fun. have enjoyed that. Uh, and then when I was presented with this opportunity, I think we kind of started talking about this about a month or two ago, two months. It feels like it's been forever. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. And then, and then kind of getting, you know, more concrete information. Uh, but you kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, we'll be remotely uh, working over here in Georgia for the next four, five, six months. Uh, my wife is a physical therapist, so she is the, uh, she's the breadwinner of the family. That makes <laughs> sense. Uh, so she'll, she'll work the remainder of her contract out with the hospital, and then we'll be moving uh, and like I said, we will burn all Atlanta Falcons garb. I don't know if I, I can't promise I'll wear anything New Orleans Saints, but yeah. I won't actively wear Falcons gear. If that, if we can just, I mean, that, go with that. If that's just care. for your own. That's for your safety. own goodwill, safety. like like safety. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, you don't have to go all in. Let's see, like I'm wearing a Houston Rockets hat. I'm not wearing a Pelicans hat, but uh, but yeah. yeah, it's just it's just safer to to and, go yeah. no Falcons. And being in Baton Rouge, you shouldn't have too many problems. If you were living okay. squarely in New Orleans, I would say that might be an issue. Uh, <laughs> but we're all really excited on board officially. Uh, you know, and you picked a, a game for uh, to, to kind of get your LSU introduction into. Uh, the Tigers beat Purdue 63-7 to in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. It's the widest margin of victory for LSU in any bowl game uh, in its program's history. So, uh, got a little, a little bit of uh, a little bit of history to come around with the, with the game today, which was really, uh, really fun to watch. But yeah, just some early quick takeaways from me. I thought uh, it was just exactly what you hope to see from LSU today in terms of preparedness, in terms of focus, in terms of execution, um, offense, offense, defense, and for the most part, special teams. There was there was one little fake punt there that got them. Uh, that got him off the rails. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, LSU, I thought, played extremely, extremely well. Uh, whether it was Jaden Daniels at quarterback, Garrett Nussmeyer, you could tell uh, there was some uh, decisiveness to go to Garrett early in this game to get him some opportunities with ones. I uh, really liked that strategy, and he looked pretty good, I thought, for a lot of that game. I thought he built off of what he did against Georgia in the SEC championship uh, several weeks back and looked just – Done listening to Brian Kelly in the postgame presser. He made it very firm that Jaden Daniels is going to be the starter here, uh, but that Garrett and uh, Walker Howard, the true freshmen, are going to be able to compete for this job in the spring, uh, but going into it thinking that it's going to be Jaden Daniels. So uh, some interesting little tidbits there from Coach Kelly, but really liked how the those quarterbacks played that Jaden was great in terms of his uh, uh, and passing. He did Pretty much everything we expected in the day looked pretty much 100% the ankle, which was a real positive sign. Um, Malik Neighbors, I mean, there's not much to say about him. Nine catches, 163 yards. Uh, also, passes today. I got to tell you, it didn't look too big on the ball, so maybe you might want to might want to settle in for a little Malik Neighbors quarterback controversy. You never know. Do two 50 yards touchdown pass. Uh, but no, Malik is. Uh, I put this in our observations piece. It's going to run uh, early Tuesday morning. Uh, I think he's the best returning receiver in NXT next year. Or if he's not, he's at the very, you know, he's at the top tier of list. He's he's near the top of the list in the country, not even yeah. just the SEC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I haven't done a deep dive yet into the SEC in terms of receivers, but I know that Malik Neighbors should scare a lot of people next season. So uh, really great to see him. Mason Taylor had some nice plays. Uh, defensively, I thought all the starters that played in this game were terrific. Makai Wingo, Jarek Bernard Converse, um, uh, Jay Ward, uh, Micah Batten had some big plays. But, 
uh, we'll just, uh, I guess we'll just do a little table thing here. Just, uh, I guess we could start on and then maybe throw it to Bryce, but just uh, a couple takeaways you guys had in this game. And, and, you know, I know Dylan is working on a piece in terms of the, the young stars that we got to see kind of make a, a name for themselves. Just what, what, what were some of the takeaways you guys had from, from this game? Yeah, well, this was uh, the the closest we've got whenever Brian Kelly opened up the season promising Mason Taylor to have a Brock Bowers-like season. Yeah, He didn't actually promise that. He just he alluded to it. Um, but this was the most Brock Bowers-Mason Taylor performance yet. He looked really, really good uh, with both quarterbacks, which I think is going to be something that we need to watch with these players is how they, how they perform with both quarterbacks because – we're going to see a lot of different quarterback play until the uh, the next game kicks off uh, against Florida State in Camping World Stadium, funny enough. Uh, so, yeah, I think Mason, uh, Mason Taylor had a big game. Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer both had good games. The Nussmeyer experience is kind of like the same cycle we've seen. Really exciting play, really exciting play, really fun incompletion and then interception. Uh, and then it starts over again. Um, that's how it has been all year. But uh, still, I think this was, again, probably his best game. Every game he has, it's his next best game. Uh, he made the most impressive throws I've seen him make uh, as an LSU Tiger. Um, just in total, I think it was his best game. And then Jaden is still Jaden. Um, both run the offense the way they do it. The offense run, ran really well no matter who. Uh, so I think the offense is, it's just the young guys stepped up and then the quarterbacks look like it'll be uh, a good, a good decision no matter what they make next year. And then the defense just dominated pretty much the entire time until, you know, the normal times where defense kind of slips up. It wasn't, it wasn't anything crazy. And then, yeah, even Quad Wilson got a 99-yard interception. It was a fun game. That's, of, that's uh, the bottom line. Son of running backs coach Frank Wilson, who actually drew the last uh, running off field penalty of the game. So excited for his son, 99-yard touchdown turn. Uh, just a quick note here on Nussmeyer. throw it over to Bryce, but – um, it does sound like at this time he's going to be on his team in the spring. Um, there's a window here uh, in the uh, transfer portal window to potentially enter and sign with another team. Brian um, Kelly just told him he's the game. He expects all three quarterbacks, uh, Jaden Daniels, Gary and Walker, to be available for the spring. So that inch uh could change in a moment's notice that's kind of where we're at but also i think it's important to focus on the phrasing of expect them all three to be on the roster in the spring and i think he's saying that for a reason where the quarterback room probably won't look the same come fall as it will in the spring yeah i think that's totally understandable but yeah let's just start over to bryce for couple quick takeaways from uh you know, lsu 63 7 win yeah i mean you highlighted this and i kind of pulled from it uh in my article this morning about you know what does this team need to do and i think this was a team when you looked at it and you saw it on the field i mean purdue was undermanned i mean there's no question about it they were missing a lot of key pieces but still uh, you know i'm not in the camp and i think dylan you hit this on you know one of the articles you wrote kind of leading into this that Bowl games are important, and this was a really important game for LSU, just in the sense of being able to uh, 
uh, get to that double-digit win mark. Like, that's that's a huge thing, especially in Brian Kelly's year. But I just liked the attention to detail. I think that was the first thing that I hit on in my article was uh, the, the small things. They just did those. Yeah, you know, they had the celebration penalties, but it's a bowl game. You know, it's kids just got done with, you know, finals and everything, and they're finally getting to go on a trip, getting kind of the stress-free. And, and, look, they had fun. I mean, Dylan said it was a fun game for fans, for us watching it, and, and for the players as well. So I love that. And then kind of just to piggyback off the defense, man, it's – you know, I've had a – I've had some times – I know we threw it on the board. When I got to go down to Baton Rouge was the Alabama weekend. So, like, what a better weekend to go get experience. You know, the best weekend exactly. yeah, in so, years. You know, I, I got to watch that game. I got to watch the SEC championship game and then obviously this game. And I think just the potential of this defense has me excited. You know, j- just what these guys can be. Obviously – uh, you know, a guy like Harold Perkins, you didn't have to cover LSU to know who he is. He's a nationally known guy. But just some of these players and what they're able to do, and uh, there wasn't a lack of focus even when they got up big. I mean, it was just like we're going to continue to play hard. And I think that speaks to the volumes of what has been, you know, you guys have said throughout in your podcast of the buy-in from Brian Kelly, and they talked about it on the broadcast as well. Like even in a game where people say it doesn't mean a lot, uh, you're winning big against a team that's obviously undermanned they didn't take their foot off the gas pedal. And that's a trait of a team that you could look back in maybe 2023 or 2024 if LSU can take that next step. You can say that foundation was built, and that's proof of it right there, not taking your foot off the gas pedal. And like, cause like Dylan said, the, the drives where they scored the touchdown, that's just, it wasn't anything that was concerning. It's, you know, there's some backups in. There's guys that don't get a lot of normal playing time. Uh, it's just one of those things that happen late in the game. It's hard to shut out teams at this level in college football. Like, that's a hard thing to do. So I was just really impressed with the focus, the attention to detail, and then kind of piggybacking and off what you said about the quarterback situation. I mean, no matter what happens, and I got tested already on the boards once with this question. I love how y'all joked about it. Like, man, just throwing it right to the wolves with who do yeah. I think should I start at quarterback? But I think it's one of those things where whatever happens, whoever lines up in that same stadium, uh, you know, in September is going to be better for it. You know, what, whatever happens because of that competition. It's a good problem to have. A lot of other programs, 120 maybe, would love to have the same problem that LSU has. And look, while it annuals right now, I mean, I think the the biggest case I've heard to Jay about, you know, being next year is an extra offseason now where they can build that continuity, not only just neighbor. I mean, you see the relationship and the rhythm and the time that he has with Mullers. They can spread that around to other guys like Brian Thomas, continue to develop with Mason Taylor, um, the exciting young uh, Aaron Anderson from the portal, and then uh, Lacey and Landon Ivietta, all the, the freshmen you're bringing in as well. There's just, there's a lot of opportunity there, I think. Uh, and I, I would probably make a pretty hurtful rise for either. Usmeyer or Howard uh, to pull this thing out and to, to Ned uh, Jaden for the starting spot. Um, but again, I think this quarterback room is really great. Uh, even if you lose one of those guys uh, back ring, which uh, I would expect you probably lose one of the three in terms of uh, you know who, who, who you have just out of time sitting uh, behind. So, uh, I mean, it, it could be really interesting this all plays suffering, but uh, I, I'm you, Bryce. The thing that I want to say from LSU was just know back uh, in terms of how they uh, how they perform, how they execute this game. You know, a month is a month. That's a lot of time to go about a game. 
you know, you're going home to your family, the Christmas break, you're, 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 you know, arriving in Orlando and having days at Disney World and all that stuff. But I think see the focus there in between. You could tell this team was prepared well. They, they practiced hard. Um, they, they, you know, survived without a major injury. Really positive to see. Um, just, just, uh, it, it's indicative of where this is right now. It's a really sign for Brian Kelly and for this coaching that uh, has just done a tremendous job at getting these guys prepared. Uh, you can tell just by those guys are walking around on the lines and interacting with their coaches that they're really deep for them and that there's a, a lot of uh, you know, positive vibes coming out of that program now. And so um, I, I probably lead us into just a, you know, a couple of you know, reactions in terms of players. Is there any specific player that you guys wanted to highlight that you saw a really nice job? I guess we could start with Dylan, um, you know, just in terms of, you know, or defense. Was there any one player, two players that uh, out today? Maybe haven't gotten a whole line uh, throughout the entire season. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um. Fitzgerald West made a couple of different plays. I mean, that's someone that switched between offensive line, defensive line. Um, So shout out to him. I think he uh, made a couple of plays on the defensive line today. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that goes. And then on the opposite side, some guy with a similar history is Derek Davis. He looked pretty solid at running back. He looked solid whenever he got some snaps in the regular season. Uh, he he does have that like burst that I don't think anyone else in that room has. So it'll be interesting to see if they utilize him more uh, more consistently as a running as a running threat next year. Yeah. Uh, what about you, anybody? I know you said you were watching the defense play, but um, is there anybody that really stuck you? Uh, you know, is a guy that I would probably find there? He seemed to have a really nice burst. Uh, the edge there he hadn't gotten top playing time is there anybody for you really noticed yeah I mean I'll start offensively because I want to stay in that running back room I just really liked the way that Noah Kane ran the football I know that's a guy that hasn't had a lot of um you know maybe the people expected when they saw Noah Kane transferring to LSU I know when I was on the outside seeing I was like wow that's a good pickup and then it's not that you didn't hear from it was just kind of that it was just kind of into the crowd and got into the mix And, and just the way he ran the football he looked good uh, he looked physical. And same with John Emery. I mean, I know you pointed him out. That's a guy that was gaining a lot of notice kind of in the prep leading up to the bowl game. Uh, and then I need to make sure, because obviously I'm still new, but the young man that you were talking about, uh, Derek Davis, is he not? Is, is he the one that just like trucked the guy into the end zone? Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, there he in there. He, I yeah, was, broke the tackle he, in oh the end zone, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's, he was, I mean, uh, that's great. He, that's exciting. Derek Davis a uh, former safety. Okay. It's safety awesome. the first couple of years here, and he just wasn't seeing the opportunities. Really over to uh, running back about through the season, I think. And, uh, yeah, he, he got a couple touches towards the end of the season, early in the 
Texas A&M game. I believe he got some carries. Um, he got his carries, I believe, in the, or in the SEC championship. But uh, today was his big breakout performance, and I would absolutely agree. Uh, yeah, a lot of great things. Yeah, so that's kind of where I said, and then like just the defense as a whole. I mean, you can go pick a couple players out. I just liked how they how they played cohesively. It didn't feel like, and I might be getting away a little scapegoat answer here, but I, I like yeah. the way that they just played cohesively. Sometimes on defense and games like this, you have guys that really want to be a hero, and I think LSU has guys that can be that, but they didn't feel the need to be in this game. They played gap sound. They played assignment sound football and uh, really dominated up front. I really like the front seven as a whole, the way they played. Yeah, and uh, I think probably what I'll just add on to all this is maybe not one specific player or two specific players, but – I think you really got a good look at the depth of this team. Um, you know, they had a lot of opt-outs in this game, too. I mean, we talked about the Purdue side of things at least to start, but LSU had a lot of guys who didn't want to play because play they declared for the draft. And uh, I, I just thought it was a really uh, strong effort from the from everybody in the program. I mean, we mentioned it with, with Q Wilson there uh, with the 99-yard down. He's a guy that's never – really played for LSU in any of these games. See how much it him, how much it meant to the team for him to make that play there at the end of the game. Um, and, it, and it's a game that's already decided. There's no no debating that. But having that kind of camaraderie, having guys step up and, and make plays and for other players on the team to be happy that they're making plays, um, that's the kind of foundation, culture, chemistry, camaraderie that you want to build uh, in a program really from the start. And I thought – um, LSU really kind of learned how to play, you know, that kind of football towards the end of the season. You saw it with the five-game win streak uh, right right before the couple losses there. But, yeah, just to end this thing out on a win was on a high note was, was really important for the program. And uh, I guess with that, we could turn it over to maybe a couple things that we want to see uh, moving forward. I think that's a, a really great place to kind of look at ahead. Uh, here it, it sounds like you know LSU's doing um, you know they're they're about to start school up again here for the spring semester. They're going to welcome 15 early enrollees uh, into this program. Uh, they're going to probably welcome in a, a bunch of those transfers uh, as well. So uh, I, I'm going to be really interested to see how not only they continue to build uh, their roster. I think there's still a couple decisions out there that still need to be made in that running back room in particular. Uh, you know, there, there's their uh, linebacker, Mike Jones, actually just told Jacques Doucet walking off the field that it was going to be his last game uh, as a Tiger. So that's another guy that you're losing uh, to the draft or to the portal. Not sure where, uh, which one, but probably the draft if I had to guess. But, um, you know, I think the the next logical question here is how does this team uh, improve here over the next couple of weeks and months ahead of the signing period, the February signing period, and um, – I guess, Dylan, we could just start with you. Uh, is there a particular position that after watching this game you're looking at and saying, okay, what, what we have coming back, what do we need to fill in uh, fill in the blanks uh, as we kind of move into this next signing period? Yeah, um, I mean, we talked a lot about running back today, but that's obviously one. Uh, I would say defensive back because I don't know if, you know, most of, most of the plays today were made by, you know, like, your Jay Wards and Jerry Bernard Converse. It wasn't as much of an effort from the young guys outside of, you know, Greg Brooks and, and Major Burns. But, uh, like, I, I don't think there was an, enough uh, of an, 
we didn't see as much from the other young guys on the roster as I thought that we might. So maybe, yeah, figuring out how much you want to trust Denver Harris and, um, you know, the rest of the, the incoming. Yeah, yeah I mean, Sage Ryan. You could throw, uh, you know, Jordan Allen, LaTerrence Welsh into that mix too. I mean, those are guys yeah. that kind of play towards the end of the game. But you're right. You know, I think most of the impact plays specifically at safety uh, in the secondary were made by Brooks, made by Burns. And those are guys you're going to be relying on heavily next year. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that safety in particular is a, a position that you might want to look at if you're LSU. Um, I know Bryce is a new guy on the bl- new kid on the block, so we won't we won't hammer him with a bunch of position breakdowns. But I would probably throw in uh, linebacker uh, as as a potential need, mm-hmm. uh, just because you know I you you saw flashes from Greg Penn today. Didn't see much of Demario Tolan though. I thought that was a little yeah. bit of a surprise yeah. um, that he. Did he play? I'm not even sure if he played in this game or not, but uh, you just you didn't see much of him. He and, didn't record a tackle. Yeah, so. yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm, I I don't recall ever actually seeing him out on the field. So maybe he so maybe play. yeah maybe he was hurt. Yeah, maybe he was hurt. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get some clarity on that. You know, kind of as the offseason winds down. But um, yeah, I I just think that there's opportunity there at linebacker to have a, a guy a couple guys slip slip in and potentially. Uh, make an early impact. Um, you know, West Weeks, how does he develop? I thought he had some nice plays today. He's a real thumper of a tackler, but uh, how, how much movement can he get from side to side um, is going to be a big question for him. Um, offensive line, I think you could probably use another body or two uh, in terms of just veteran voices. You know, uh, you're welcoming in all these freshmen, um, but you you don't really have a lot of quality veteran depth behind those starters. And so, I think you're banking a lot on those stars coming back next year and uh, being able to contribute at a high level for you. But, um, you know, I I would feel more comfortable if I was LSU, if I had another veteran voice in that O-line room that could compete for snaps. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I think that's just kind of a good place where we can leave that in terms of the future. Um, Just a couple quick notes that I did notice from Brian Kelly and the players they were talking uh, meeting with the uh, you know media after the game, he was extremely complimentary of Jarek Bernard Converse, no doubt. Uh, I think he uh, Jarek played extremely well in this game. Jarek uh, got got the final game ball of the yeah, season. Yeah, the final game ball, and he and he um and he was the defensive MVP of this game for sure. I mean, he was in the room with Coach Kelly and with uh, the actual game MVP Malik Neighbors after the game, so. Uh, you know, you could really tell that that meant a lot to, to Coach Kelly for him to come back and play almost every snap as well. Um, and so uh, I, I think he's got he's a guy that's, you know, going to be really uh, exciting to watch uh, and, you know, at the next level. I, I will say uh, he was Coach Kelly was asked about the rumors going around with the coaching staff. And so he did say that every single coaching member, coaching staff member that was in this game, participated in this game is uh, held in very high standing with him. So, um, you know, you'll take that for what it is. Uh, We won't go into too much details about rumors, but um, that's, that's the latest from coach Kelly is that he feels very comfortable about the players and the the staff members that are uh, on his staff right now, both recruiting wise and at position wise. Um, So that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much all that. And then uh, I will also say he did, uh, you know, he talked about the, the no con- no quarterback controversy there. So 
I, I think that's a really interesting kind of statement from Coach Kelly that, you know, they're going in here expecting Jaden to, to continue to build off of what he grew uh, in year one. And, and, and you know, Garrett and, and, and Walker are expected to be, will rehash, expected to be in that number uh, come spring. Um, but, you know, that'll be very interesting, I think, from that perspective of what kind of attrition goes on there. Uh, either in the next couple weeks or if they wait until after the spring to rehash that. So um, I, I'm just going to be really interested to see how all that plays out. But, um, you know, we don't want to go too much over the time. Are there any final parting thoughts um, from either one of you in terms of uh, how this thing played out and just kind of what the future looks like? I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, a good season, good first season uh, at 24-7. I had a ton of fun this season wrapping up football season, getting ready for basketball season. I think that this was as good of a season that any LSU fan could have asked for. Um, and so, you know, a great success in year one is what I would say. Give, give Brian Kelly an A-plus if we were grading it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, like Bryce, that a lot. I know you're new. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, any – any final thoughts on just your excitement to get here and be a part of the uh, the crew and, and get to follow this team, these programs, and, and get working here with LSU? Yeah, I mean, look, I said it in, in the beginning. It's not often you get a chance to go cover a, uh, you know, a, a high-power team in football brand awareness like LSU. But, um, you know, Glenn alluded to it, and I think – uh, Kevin Ryan did in the in the board post, man. I I'm I'm pumped for basketball season. Like I watched the Arkansas game; that was my first time sitting down watching. I was like, all right, let's go! Like this is awesome. Uh, but I'm really pumped for baseball season. Number one preseason, yep. it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm a big college baseball guy, um, and so uh, it, that's going to be a ton of fun. But yeah, excited to get to work with you guys. Excited to kind of grow this podcast and and and, and try some different things. And and you know. I'd also uh, I'd also ask you know the people who listen to this watch this let us know what you want because it's it's for you yeah. and and so what what they want we'll try to provide it and um, yeah that's and you know I think the one thing I'll say about LSU in the sense of, of today and kind of looking at the future is I'm excited to see the development a lot of young talent that I think is going to be really fun to watch how do they make that jump like that's my biggest thing going forward how do they make the jump to maybe avoid a sophomore slump or get better because a lot of these guys look we know fans you have to avoid the the worst thing about having a successful first season is that's what you're judged off of so how do you take that next step uh so it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch and i can't wait to uh to get down with you guys and can't wait to move down there it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah brett well bryce you're you alluded to it but you're joining in the middle of a three-way race to see who can win the next national championship at lsu between brian kelly jay johnson and kim mulkey so i mean all three are possible in the next two to three years uh kim mulkey and jay johnson are you we can see two realistic national yeah we can see two realistic national championships in the next calendar year, which is crazy to say. So you're joining at the perfect time. There we yep. go. There we yep. go. And we're happy to have them. Uh, happy to uh, for all you guys' support uh, throughout this football season. Uh, we'll certainly check back in uh, as the week progresses here, and we'll get Bryce, you know, kind of fit in here with the podcast stuff. And I think I'll probably let him take over the hosting reins pretty soon. I, don't know how I'm doing with all that stuff, but uh, uh, y'all done a great job. Y'all, I, right. I've enjoyed it. I've, I've listened set, to every I, single one. I was setting you up for that <laughs> one, so thanks. Uh, all right, uh, we'll get out of here, guys. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll we'll see you guys soon.
When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.